Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Joining me right now to talk a little Major League Baseball as we're just a few weeks away from pitchers and catchers, Mike Exisa, who covers MLB for CBSSports.com. Mike, it's great to have you on the show. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, you know, I'm in Houston, so it's been an interesting week for sure. Um, I guess off of the top, what did you think of the punishments for the Astros? You know, it felt it felt harsh, but also not harsh enough. I mean, you consider it's, they're all it's unprecedented. Basically, the whole the whole situation. You know, they mm-hmm. took away the draft picks. They took away a team that never had that many draft picks taken away. General manager got suspended for a year and then fired. Manager got suspended and fired, and they fined them the maximum amount. Uh, it felt – I feel like we've been conditioned the last few weeks to expect something harsh. We got something harsh, but it still feels like there could have been more done. I think a lot of people uh, within the game and just even just fans in general, I think there's uh, uh, some money that no players were punished at all. And, and I understand that it's kind of difficult to assign blame and know exactly who did what, who was the real guilty parties here. But the fact that no players at all got punished, I, I don't think that sits easy with a lot of people. Well, the the memo that the commissioner sent out back in 2017 laid that out. I, I mean, if I'm not mistaken, he laid it out at the very outset of trying to establish this new degree of accountability and discipline for this, that it is going to be management that gets punished in this whole thing. Talk about that a little bit. How difficult would it be to adjudicate and assign blame and punishment to players in a situation like this? Yeah, yeah there, there are three reasons that that players weren't punished. First was the memo you said in 2017 that the commissioner sent out said the memo said explicitly, if you guys get caught stealing signs illegally, it's going to be the manager and the general manager who get hit with the suspension there. Also during the investigation, MLB promised immunity to players because the players are always going to be the best source. So they promised them immunity. You come clean, cooperate with the investigation. Nobody gets punished. And it's also just, uh, you know, you can't really, how do you assign blame to the players? You're, you're not going to get, you're never going to know exactly who benefited from it exactly, how much they benefited from it, how much they benefited from it, how involved they were. Unless you have real hard evidence that, hey, this guy was the ringleader or these players were the ones who concocted it and, and really benefited from it. I don't know how you could really finger the players and, and, uh, and, and punish them appropriately. You know, I guess you could just find the whole team and set them out, but that's not really fair to the guys who weren't involved or anything. But I don't know. It just seems like there's no good way to do this unless you have just hard evidence and you have uh, you feel real good that you know, okay, these are the guys that we have to hit the hardest because they were most involved. You know, Manfred did, I think, I think he did what he should have done. You know, get, a, get, get as much information as you can. You had to promise the players immunity to do that. They did punish the Astros. I think you look around the league, if you're manager or general manager and you see what happened to Lunau and Hinch, uh, you're going to try to stop your players from cheating. So it's, it'll be a deterrent that way. But it's still, you know, it feels like the players just got away scot-free here. It still feels like that. Mike Exceso, CBSSports.com, joining me talking some, some MLB. What do you think happens with Alex Cora? Oh, I think Alex Cora. I think 
he's probably going to get hit harder than Hinch because Manfred's report, I mean, geez, he basically fingered Cora as the ringleader here. He mm-hmm. explained that he was the one who devised the system, put it into practice here, improved on it, and he basically, you know, took it to Boston and they did the same thing. We don't know that yet because they haven't announced an investigation there, but but there are some indications there that the Red Sox were, were doing basically the same thing as the Astros. Maybe maybe not as much but or the exact same way, but the same basic idea. So now Cora is doing it with two separate teams. The Red Sox had previously been warned. Uh, it looks really bad for Cora. I mean, if he gets suspended for a year like Hinch, I feel like that's his best case scenario. You know, he's probably going to get hit harder than that. It might be two-year ban. Maybe there's like a multiplier because he's done it for multiple teams. So maybe it's five years. Maybe it's a lifetime ban. I don't really know. It, it depends on what MLB's investigation uh, turns up here. But it really doesn't look good for Cora. You know, they already the Red Sox already parted ways with him. That felt inevitable as soon as Hinch as soon as Hinch got let go, and if it comes up that the Red Sox, yeah, that they were doing something illegal here, I think Cora's going to get hit really, really hard. Well, he lied too, Mike, and I think I, you mentioned it. You, I mean, you, you dropped it in there as a possibility. I do think there's a really good chance he gets a lifetime ban. You know, a lifetime ban where you know one of these lifetime bans where you can reapply that kind of thing. But I think yeah. it's one of those things. Like clearly, MLB is in the mood to. To, to at least cosmetically throw punishments at this thing that are going to really be big deterrents. Yeah, I agree with that. And, and again, it, it depends what the investigation turns out. But the fact True. that he was, he was mentioned so prominently in this report, I think his name was mentioned 11 times, and he was, yeah. the report described him as someone who came up with this plan, put it into practice, helped them improve upon it, and, and you know they just basically put all the blame on him. Uh, so, yeah, I think he's going to get hit really hard. And I do think a lifetime ban is a possibility. Maybe they show some leniency because he's already been fired. I don't know. I think MLB is not going to – I don't think Manfred's really going to screw around here. I think it's going to be a multiple-year ban, and it might be a situation where he's not even allowed to be a uniform personnel anymore. Like, if he has a chance to come back into baseball, okay, but he can't be in the dugout. He can't be on the field. You know, he might have to settle for being a front office guy or, or a scout or whatever. Mike, as you as you might have seen on social media yesterday, Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman did meet with the media. They had the the Astros had their fan fest over at Minute Maid Park. They were the two biggest stars there by far, and they were the only two that I think, along with Chris Davinsky, who's a pitcher, who was who were actually with the team in 2017. So they were getting peppered with questions. They had a canned response that was clearly given to them about anything having to do with the investigation. They didn't apologize. And they caught some heat, I know, in some circles of folks covering baseball for that. Do you blame or do you have any issue with Jose Altuve and Alex Bregman not having some sort of apology or remorse in their meeting with the media? Uh, yeah, I do. And it's not specifically just Bregman and Altuve. It's the Astros in general. because Absolutely nobody's apologized for this. I know Hinch, is, Hinch in his statement, his statement said he was sorry for the mistakes. And I think Carlos Beltran also said something like he was sorry, too, without really saying what he was sorry for. But nobody with the Astros has come out and said, you know, we're really sorry for damaging the game of baseball. We made mistakes. We hope to to show everybody we're still a great team regardless. You know, a little bit of remorse would be nice at some point, but there's been nothing. And I understand that Altuve and Bregman were in a difficult spot there. It's a difficult situation. It's really uncomfortable. But they were just so defiant. You know, Bregman saying, well, the commissioner did this. He just kind of deflects blame onto someone else. Altuve says, we're going to go back to the World Series, which is great, but maybe not the best thing to say at the time, of, you know, less than a week after the report came out. 
Hey, you know, even even Jim Crean, the owner, during his press conference when he let go of Hinch and, and Luna, there was no apology there. There was there was there's been no remorse at all. At some point, it would be nice to hear, as just as a, as a fan of the game, to hear somebody with the Astros say, "We're sorry. We got caught." The MLB's report explicitly said what we did. We got caught. We got busted, and we're sorry. You know, it would be nice to hear that. And I'm just not going to hold my breath. We haven't heard it yet. Which of the candidates that you've heard that they've Astros have interviewed or that have you know wound up on some of these lists to be their next manager? If you were Jim Crane, which one would you be hot on? Uh, I think I'd go for someone. I like Buck Showalter and I think Dusty Baker as well. I think they're two guys who are they're real in control managers here. They'll step into a kind of a messy situation and really just kind of settle things down. They give you some instant credibility here because they're you know they've been in the game forever. Uh, so it's not like you're trying to break in a rookie manager. You know, Joe Espot is a really smart guy, the bench coach, but do you really want this ugly, unfortunate situation to be his first crack at a manager's job? I don't know if he's the best candidate there, as, as bright as he is. Showalter and Baker, they've dealt with crises before, and they're much more they're, – they're good players' managers, so I think that would help because it's going to be some clubhouse uncertainty here, some kind of turmoil there, I think. So both Showalter and Baker stand out there. They're also really good with the media, which is going to help because they're going to get peppered with questions all year. So those two, Showalter and, and Dusty Baker, they're the two I'd be leaning towards now. Yeah, last one before I let you go, Mike. You, you mentioned that, being peppered with questions. How big a topic do you think this is going to be, not just for the Astros, but around baseball when spring training starts? How long does this carry as a topic kind of hanging over baseball is it a spring training thing does it bleed into the regular season is it all year have you have you thought ahead to what that's going to be like yeah i think it's going to be an all-season thing i think there's going to be two things going into the season the two big stories are going to be the astros and how they perform how they kind of come out of this and what is the baseball like because you know the ball was flying last year we don't really know what to expect this year i think it's going to be a story throughout spring training and then i think once the season starts and and, you know, the narrative is going to be, well, if the Astros come out and, and have a great start, well, they must still be cheating. And if they come out and they have a rough start, it's going to be because they're not cheating anymore. They needed the cheating to be good. I think there's going to be something we follow all season. That doesn't mean it's the best idea, but I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to be something we talk about all season. You know, the Astros, they're still a really, really good team. I think they're going to win the division. They're probably going to win 100-something games again. Do they need to cheat to win the World Series? No, probably not. We don't even know how much it helped them, if it helped them. But it, it happened. The report says it happened. The investigation said it happened. So I think this is going to be something we're going to be following all season, where every little every little losing streak and winning streak is going to get analyzed. And, you know, it's a little over the top, but I think that's what we're going to end up getting. Mike Exisa, CBSSports.com, covers MLB, does a great job doing that. Mike, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Sure, happy to come on. All right, there it is, Mike Exisa joining me, talking a little MLB. And actually, at some point, we'll talk about actual baseball when we uh, talk with, with Mike and others on this show. But it's all about sign stealing right now. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.